Welcome to Deep Defiance, your podcast for deep thinkers, movers, lovers, and believers, with your host, me, Sousa Octaviano. And good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of my podcast. (sighs) Let's just take a deep breath together because holy moly, getting to this was a big feat. (sighs) Now, I know this is episode four, but this was actually the first ever episode that I recorded and the way we work with creativity, we either run with it or we ignore it. And with this podcast, I really did decide to run with it. And Tracy Spencer, my guest, my beautiful first guest, my episode four interviewee, has been such a champion for me. And I cannot wait to tell you a little bit about her. This riff was the ultimate. So some of you may know Tracy is one of my besties, but do we really, really know how she works, right? So Tracy is a self-belief coach. She's a writer. She's a kundalini yoga teacher. And her mission to help women kick self-doubt to the curb was definitely how I have experienced her in my heart. And she's helped me bring this vision and so many women's visions to life. So she does one-on-one coaching, mastermind group coaching, live workshops, yoga classes, and let's be real, her Insta stories are pretty badass. So if you have been wondering what goes down between Tracy and I, this is exactly the riff you have been waiting for. So as we get started, let's open our eyes and our ears and our minds and just a little quick word. If you are driving, just still pay attention. Otherwise, if you're not, just close your eyes and let's, before we anchor into the podcast, let's tune into ourselves. Take another breath. Allow that to melt away any worries. Allow it to take notice of the fears that are within. And let the wisdom come from within. Begin to connect to the community of women and men who join us. Be here with us. And without further ado, such a pleasure to bring this to you. Episode 4 with Tracy Spencer. Alrighty, everybody. So I have the beautiful Tracy Spencer, my beautiful, beautiful bestie. Welcome, babe. Thank you so much for saying yes to this. You're welcome. You know, I love a good TNZ riff. This is actually the first time I've ever interviewed you, like really going, hello. (laughs) You know, like I want to involved. I know. Um, this is kind of nerve wracking for me too, because it's my first podcast interview that I'm doing, but I'm having a higher trust 
And there are so many people already in the squad on Insta, my friends that absolutely love what you do. So we're going to get real deep. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> love how you look me in the eye for that. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. So just to ease into it, babe, tell me like what, what is your, like, what was your, what are you, what are you feeling right now? Like, what are you vibing right now? Mm. so many things but I feel like the thing that's most potent for me right now that is very much a conversation we've been having is just frothing hard on being in your creative flow that is my jam to talk about it that is my jam to be in it that is my jam to help other women be in it and when I see the look in someone's eye when they're just starting to open up and really understand their creativity and how to move an idea from the crown down and out into the world and get juicy with it. That, that lights me up more than anything. It's been it's my froth. <laughs> I love that froth guys. This is Tracy's word. It's actually one of my questions here. Like what are you frothing on? So we'll get to that, but you know, you are one of the most sought after coaches. You've just recently, you know, I respect you so much as a writer and a Kundalini yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And I find that really powerful how you've threaded all these different modalities for creativity. So what is, the, what is the thing that you have noticed about the difference between someone harnessing their creativity and someone that is like trying, trying to be creative? Yes. What's the difference? Yes. So I love that you emphasize the word trying there. So I always really try, I, I try to teach that everyone's got their creative energy pulling them somewhere. If we all got still enough to ask ourselves, where does my energy want to go right now? Does it want to go into a relationship? Does it want to go into a new project? Does it want to go in a new direction? Does it want to go more into my practice? If we actually ask our creative energy where it wants to go, it's always trying to pull us somewhere. And the thing is, so many of us are getting kinked and blocked here because We're doing things we actually don't want to do. We're just doing them out of, I should do it like this and the cookie cutter and, but this is what worked for their success. So shit, maybe I should do that too. And we're actually going against this powerful force trying to move through us. That Mm -hmm. is like no resistance to us. It's very natural and it's very nourishing. So when we're doing things out of shoulds or, you know, the, the to-do list and kind of like the boring stuff, that's actually not really lighting us up anymore that's when we get burnt out. That's when we feel heavy. That's when we feel overwhelmed. We can't get clear on the next direction because we're not moving with our creative energy, right? That's when we're trying to push against it. I love how you've already made the distinction between moving with your creative energy. I think some people make the mistake and I've definitely been there myself where I think I am the creative energy. So I don't, I'm trying so hard. So can you distinguish for our listeners, like why, why is it so important to notice that the creativity is separate from you? Mm, That's a really good question. And I think it kind of just, it doesn't take the heaviness, but it almost takes the pressure. We start to build a relationship with our creative energy in a way that we can trust when it's on, when it's go time. And we can also trust when our creative energy is saying, girl, take some yin classes because you've been working hard. Girl, slow it down because you've been working hard. 
and we can and we can balance out right and that comes back to that hustle thing before of why we get burnt out because um we're not we haven't built the relationship to trust the cycle of our creativity right and 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 be able to know when we're being lazy and self-sabotaging versus when we're honoring our creativity oh. they're very 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 different yeah yeah and I've even seen this in you, Zoo, in the last few days, bringing this podcast to life in no time at all. And this is the thing. When you move with your creativity, it moves you very fast. Okay? It's going to move you. And that's why, bang, all of a sudden, idea, you're doing this podcast within four days of telling me about it. All these things are dropping in. And it's not hard. It's not hard. We have this big idea that our purpose and everything has to be so hard and clunky and everything. But when we move with that energy it's joyful, it's light and it's, it's easy and it's available to all of us. I love that. I love how you say it is, it's that, that energy of joy is, it's literally energizing. Like it's so nourishing for the soul. And I love yeah. how with your message around creativity, it's something that you have lived. So let's just like wind it back. Like what is it that led you to coaching, writing, even your kundalini work is a lot about creativity and, and bringing light workers. We're going to talk about your light workers academy, but like, what was that moment that you were like, shit, something needs to shift here and then to where you are now? Like, what was that process for you? Well, I think the journey for me really started and I know this is going to resonate with most people that are either starting at, let's call it a spiritual journey, starting to get more connected to themselves or, or figure out what's not in alignment and what is. It's just that moment of like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore. And why have I got all these people around me, yet I feel more disconnected than ever? And just having these little moments drop in of, like a, of, of a separation, <sighs> right? That's what really landed for me. And that's, that's my, I call it my past life, but it's not, it's like, you know, six years ago or something that I kind of think a lot of people go through where you're just like, fuck, is this it? Like, why don't I feel anything? Why am I excited to go to uni? Like, this is what I'm meant to be doing, mm. you know? And, and really, if I look back and, and in the last 12 months, probably the last maybe two years, actually, I've really started to build a relationship with my creative energy, right? And that's why I can take things from an idea to action quite quickly. And that energy has really been threading its way through the last like six years for me, being able to understand a little creative idea and then move on it, right? Move on the energy, not stay up here and overanalyze it and overthink it. And how's that going to work out? And I don't know how to do that. I'm not the kind of person that does that. Where's the money going to come from and all of that and get so stuck up here rather than, hey, I'm being led here. I'm being led to coaching. That's interesting. And most of us who become teachers, who become yogis, who become coaches, mm. uh, let's call them you know, undercover light workers, whatever, we've been using our gifts in different ways before actually knowing that we're, we're doing the light work, right? all these patterns, like you're always the person that people come and talk to or ask for advice. You've always been speaking. You were speaking at school assemblies and now you're a speaker on stage with a microphone. There's all these patterns that are weaved in that we overlook. Yes. So 
And all of that, all of that is your creative power being like, this is natural to you. Like I'm giving you practice runs. The universe has given you all these opportunities to embody this, to learn this, to be like, come over here. Like this is leading you somewhere. And it's just a matter of not overthinking it and trusting yourself. Oh, even just like, I think every time you speak in general, I'm just like, and hearing all of that, just that last line, it's about not overthinking it and moving with it in general. Cause I think our, you know, you can call it anything you like, your ego, your mind, whatever. And people get so heady. I mean, that in itself is a powerful tool for strategy, right? But sometimes we overuse it. So I want to go into your latest heart work. Latest froth. Latest froth. I'm actually like tearing up for you. You've seen this from the start, girl. Um, it's just f- feeling her. Like, let's just like, even before we say the words again, before we say the words, like, <sighs> light work is academy. She's ready. She's juicy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I lived with you the first time you said it, like, it was like a little through my body. What was, what, when did you have the idea? And like, do you remember the moment when she came to you, when she first tapped you on the shoulder? Yeah. And I think the, the first ever vision was right when I was just becoming a coach. And it was kind of those, those moments that you have in your meditation practice where you get a vision or you see something in your mind or you just get a little, little spidey senses start tingling. And there's something that flashes into your mind that you know is just a memory of the future, right? And it's like the downloads, whatever you want to call it. And I just remember always knowing that I wanted to be a teacher but never of a school never at a school, I should say, but I always knew, I always knew I was going to bring people together and just, I remember the word academy. You're going to be running an academy one day. You're going to be leading a school or something like that. And it, it was that energy, right? And that kind of tapped me on the shoulder. So I was like, awesome. I'm not ready for that right now. And not from self-sabo, just the embodiment of everything that's got me to here to now actually be able to bring it 3D and walk my talk, really. Um, so that tapped me on the, on the shoulder probably like five years ago or four years ago when I first started becoming a coach. And then again, 18 months ago, before we were living together, it was coming in strong, like we need to start moving with this. We need to start moving with this. And this is what I, I teach people all the time. And a big thing that I help light workers with, that I help anyone that struggles with overwhelm, overthinking, fluffiness, overanalyzing, trying to be perfect, all the things that I see a lot of people get stuck with. And this is where we come back to moving with the energy is get in the energy of what you want to create before it is created. Mm. How can I do a version of the Academy where I don't need to be shiny and have the website and have everything together because I need to download it and receive it before the world can. But how can I be in the energy of receival and expressing and moving with the energy? So that's why I created um, and ran two undercover not undercover behind the scenes versions or I call them draft copies or launch yeah. pad coffee copies um 
conversions and moving that energy now to a place where I'm like, I know exactly what to do, right? Because I didn't just stay stuck for the next two years and be like, oh, well, it hasn't all come together yet. So I'm just going to wait and keep thinking about it and see what happens. Like that's where our energy gets stuck here and not moving down our spine into our base energy centers where we can get creating. Mm. So many fucking nuggets. And that's the thing. People do get stuck there. And I think yeah. back to the moments that I got stuck myself and, and it's like that stop start is, yeah. is actually more energy to get out of than just moving with it. Then just literally, and it doesn't mean you don't stop at all. Like you said at the beginning of the podcast, our creative energy is a cycle. She is wisdom Mm -hmm. itself in energetic Mm -hmm. form. So when we trust Mm -hmm. it, we can, we can pause and come back, pause and come back. So tell me and our listeners about light workers. Like what is she? She's an academy, but what is she? Yeah. So she's going to be a, She's a four-month, I call her a deep dive, an activation, a recalibration of your relationship with purpose, your relationship with your feminine and creative power, and your relationship with prosperity in all areas, not just money, right? And creating a queendom for yourself. So I talk about the term lightworkers and maybe um, your listeners have heard that term before or maybe they're kind of, but they're like, oh, what's that spiritual thing? Or don't really resonate with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember first hearing the word lightworker and it was kind of like a little jolt up my spine. I was like, I don't know what that is, but like, I feel like I am that without even knowing what it is. So my perception of it and everyone can have something different is lightworkers is, is, um, People that feel very responsible to help create positive change in the world, Mm. right? In whatever way it's going to manifest with your creative gifts, okay? So lightworkers usually have always been very sensitive to energy without even really knowing why. They, like we spoke about at the start, they sometimes can feel misunderstood or really different to family and friends and kind of be like, I'm the odd one out. Like I'm the weirdo. I'm the hippie. Like what's with that? Right. Um, we usually can be quite introverted. However, we, we love being around like-minded people and we get energy from our soul family. So when we riff together, mm-hmm. Zoo, and when you're around your yoga community and you're just like, I freaking love you all. But then I also can go and cocoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And you just have this strong inner calling of, I just need to do something good in the world. Like I'm not going to settle for misaligned stuff. I can't, let's say a normal job, but I mean, that's not even really the word to put it, but I can't do shit that I don't want to do. Okay. And it's just that real inner frustration of, I need to express something on my heart. There's a vision and I just need to create it. And I don't know how, and I don't know why it's chosen me. And I don't know, even know if I'm the right person for the job, but I just feel responsible to do the inner work on myself and then help heal other people with it too. Right. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is kind of a very simple version of what I see lightworkers identify with or what they can relate to or how it plays out. And there's like a lot of other things as well. Um, but the Academy is really helping you move through self doubt, understand these parts of yourself, own them and then get out in the world and lead with them. You know, because 
this is a time where people are more anxious than ever. People are more disconnected than ever. People are more depressed than ever. We can walk down the street and we can see how many people are out of alignment just from the look in their eyes. So this is a time for yogis, healers, teachers, coaches, lightworkers, anyone who wants to just make a positive impact to freaking get out and do it and stop mm-hmm. overthinking it and stop doubting it and stop sitting in fear, but for us to really create a movement with this. Mm-hmm. And that's the most powerful thing I think of. Like, I mean, I can even feel the, the, uh, the end vision for light workers is this is incredible wave like this is literally lifting collective consciousness through this work. Like this is, this is how powerful this stuff is. What would you say to, to somebody that is going through, through that doubt of whether they are, you know, if they're starting to identify with this stuff, like, Oh, I am really quite sensitive. Oh, I do have this thing, but, Oh, you know, I can't do that because my partner will think this or I can't do that mm. because of the time, you know, people have these, like, I'm going to say restrictions or constrictions, but like, what do you say to that? Mm. Well, th- there's a few ways I can go with that. See the fire just going from, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do see it. <laughs> For one thing, it's like, I genuinely believe, and especially for women, you're never going to be fulfilled and satisfied in and at the level of joy that's available to you unless you creatively express what is on your heart in, in whatever way. Like I just know that you will never be satisfied if you do not birth the vision, whatever it is, that is, that is hot on your heart, right? Um, and I've been through this too. You've watched my let's, – let's talk about relationships and partners and the people around you. I've been through this journey with my partner, right? Of him at the start of our relationship, him being very logical and very, oh, that's just your hippie thing. Like I'll be over here doing my thing. And he never, he never didn't support me, but he never wanted to be a part of it. And I was actually quite okay with that at the time. Like I kind of look back and laugh when I was first starting my Kundalini yoga practice and and journey to becoming a teacher, I'd be like, in the end room with the door shut, like chanting so quietly, like I don't want him to feel uncomfortable, da 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 da. But then through my journey, I just started inviting him up through my energy, Mm. right? I wasn't preaching. I wasn't saying, hey, you need to do all this. You need to come to these things. You need to read all these books or anything like that because especially with the masculine, that's going to push them further away, Right? Invite people in with your energy, invite them up with your energy, stay on your path. And you will know at a point if I don't like to call it outgrowing people. And this isn't just relationships. This is friendship groups or anything like that, you know, where you feel like you're really moving forward and things just aren't quite feeling in alignment anymore with certain people. Don't see it as like outgrowing and cutting people out. Just let the universe reorganize some things here, right? Like, oh, all of a sudden I, I feel like I want to go to that yoga community, right? And then all of a sudden you've got all these like-minded people that start to open you up and you start to not feel so alone and don't feel like a big weirdo. Because I think that's, that's a collective thing for lightworkers that we go through is we have that almost that little gap or that in-between where we don't feel like we're, we're growing out of a certain identity, whether it's party life or being unhealthy or... Um, 
just being out of alignment in whatever way that manifests or in, or in toxic relationships and you just want to break that pattern or anything like that. And instead of kind of overwhelming yourself with needing to change everything, just let the, let the universe just gently guide you in other directions, right? Mm. And bring in, bring in these new people. And the more you honor yourself, like you're always going to be supported and you're going to magnetize what you need. And that's been, you know, that's been shown through our journeys. I think so we, we both know of having that time of like, we don't have any friends. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> when, yeah. And then, and then you get so clear and you get so in alignment with who you are and actually who you want to be around. And then in actually no time at all, you have a thriving, beautiful community who draw out the light from you. They don't dim it down. They don't um, speak down to it. They don't um, get, what's the word? Not triggered. Jealous? No tries to, yes, jealous or clip your wings or mm. you're shining too bright, so I'm just going to bring you back down to earth, mate, you know. Be around people who are going to draw it out in you and actually push you to go further, which is a beautiful part of our friendship zoo that I'm always so grateful for is calling each other out on our shit and being like, <laughs> you're better than that girl. Go and get it. Go and get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's the biggest thing I think with relationships. And I love that this is going to be the thing that leads light workers is like honoring the self, but there's an ecology that happens when you honor yourself. And when you do something like this, the people that benefit and the reorganization that happens with your life. And so it's been really beautiful that you're speaking about your relationship and the journey into that. And what I want my listeners to really sink their teeth into is that there was not only trust, but acceptance, surrender, and spiritually aligned action in what you've said. Yeah. And the thing is, I love that you just address like the trust because so many people stay in things because they're easy. It's easier for me to stay in this relationship or it's just easier for me to stay around this group of friends because I don't want them to judge me and I don't want them to say, oh, you've changed now and all of that stuff. So we stay in things that are okay rather than trusting ourselves and that thing that's pulling us towards something fucking awesome. Mm. Yeah. What... When you, so it's interesting, you're saying like, yep, they're staying in the safe zone or the comfort zone, but I think it's almost like, I don't know, society or they, whatever you want to call it, has like almost flipped it around. It's like, oh yeah, it's really safe for you to stay here and being comfortable, but like that doesn't bring anyone joy and yet they're wanting something more and they're not doing anything about it. And so there's this like, weird loop that's happening right mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. i what so anyone that's in that in between right now that is listening mm -hmm. right yeah. just to make it a little bit like what did you used to do <laughs> you know on those <laughs> friday nights or those saturday nights on your in-between times when you hadn't find, found your tribe yet yeah this was me doing the work on myself this was me staying up late watching gabby bernstein lectures this was me reading all the personal development books. This was me going to yoga on my own on a Saturday morning. This was me meditating, um, journaling, being a little nerd on people's blogs and things like that. Like this was me reconnecting to me. 
oh. and not changing, but becoming more of myself. Right? Like if we're always thinking, I don't, I just don't feel like I'm fully being myself yet and I'm not being received as myself, then you've got to get sweet with your own company and who you want to be. So you attract your community and your new soul fan from you right? Like you are your tribe. You are your community. You are your soul family. And if you're not being, I hate using the word authentic, but if you're not being really you, like how the frick are they going to find you? I love that. It's like, welcome the gap in, right? Welcome the gap in. Cause I think so many people get so afraid of the space of being alone. Like I was totally there. I remember having such shitty relationships. God, early on in our friendship, it wasn't even that long ago. And just being like, that guy again and I'm just like (laughs) but you know not even just that but like you have to learn the lesson but then when you welcome in the gap I think a lot of the listeners here can totally resonate with that it's uncomfortable to choose where you're being led to because you that gap feels so awkward yes yeah and and it can sometimes for some people be very harsh and almost like you're in the washing machine because of this reorganizing energy right Like, oh, I've just identified that my whole life is out of alignment with me. Like, fuck, where do I start? And it's just like, bang, 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 bang. These things start happening. Or it can be really gentle and neither is worse or better, right? Everyone has their own journey. Um, So I think just being okay with that. And it's funny because I was was talking to someone um, who I'm mentoring. I was speaking to her yesterday and she's kind of in a transition at the moment. And I just said to her, instead of creating a story about this, this is the most exciting time for you. You're going to get to know yourself better than you ever have because you're giving yourself space to. When do we ever get space to really listen to ourselves, to tune in, to know who we are, to know who we're not, um, to learn all these incredible things. Like, you know, when you go down, when you first start your journey and you, and you go down the rabbit hole of like, has no one ever told me this stuff? What? Like my mind is that powerful. Like what? Um, so instead of being really overwhelmed and I totally understand and, and I've been through that where it can feel like you're having the mat ripped out from underneath you, just get, use this space to get so excited of like, I get to create something new from here. I get to choose again. Like, what do I want to put on my plate this time? Not just what do I keep choosing? What do I want to have on there and move from that? I love that. I mean, I feel like I'm saying I love that to everything you're saying, but I did say this thing to one of my mentors just yes the other day. And it was, if we really trust the transition, then we're not going to rush it because when are we, not only are we going to get that again, but the lessons that we learn in transition are so important to the next phase, right? And so many people, I've been there when I've rushed it and because I haven't learned everything I needed to, something happens and that lesson gets brought back and this pattern keeps playing out and you're like, but I thought I'd work through that. And then you're like, Oh, it's because I didn't learn this. Yeah. Do you, do you still see that in like, you know, is that something that you've seen in your clients? Like what, how do you, how do you help someone or maybe help is the wrong word. Cause I, I think when we helping people, it kind of takes their power or guide is maybe the wrong word. Like how do you guide someone back into their power if they've noticed a pattern playing out? Oh, such a good question. (laughs) I mean, 
Zuzo, I feel like there's some examples that I've maybe <laughs> done that with you, but let's not go there. <laughs> um, I think it, it's, that balance, it's that balance of, like you said beautifully, not taking their power away, but reflecting the light to them. Reflecting the girl, you're better than that. Girl, you're enough as you are. And being able to, and we, we talk about holding space a lot, but it's almost like that same thing. It's inviting people with your presence, right? Loving them so hard for their journey and where they're at. But also even with your eyes, just like you can do better than this. Oh, that kind you know? of tough love is the most yeah. exemplary thing that you will have in a friendship in a mentor relationship, in a lover relationship, you know? And I think a lot of people are afraid to speak up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because the thing is we can be on the other side of that. If you're seeing someone in your life play out a pattern at a time and you're just like, why? Telling them what to do isn't going to change it for them, right? Yeah. And it's like that, that go full Danielle Laporte styles on it. It's just like, <laughs> is this the way you really want to feel? Like that can be the, the coaching 101, right? Of how do you want to feel? And hey, maybe hanging out with those people and going back to that same guy and doing the same thing isn't actually what you're saying you want over here. Mm. So what's with that? What's going on there? Where you're not feeling worthy? Where you're not feeling enough? Where are you feeling like you need to punish yourself? Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those questions and I'm going to leave it to, because I feel like worthiness, self-punishment mm-hmm. are blocks to prosperity, right? Ooh. Aren't totally. they just? Totally. So a lot of people want abundance. If you're not watching the video, I'm doing the money hands. How do I manifest the cash? How do I manifest the cash? And I'm like, well, where the fuck are you self-sabotaging? So let's talk about your views on prosperity because we've talked purpose. We've talked a bit on power. Uh, Let's get Mm -hmm. juicy. This is the shit that I think has really changed. I've really seen you shift into that. You've seen me transforming and will continue to transform. Like we're both transforming that. So what is that relationship and how are you seeing prosperity now? Yeah. Um, so many things for this, but I want to, there's a couple of things really coming to my mind. Let's get into in a minute. We'll circle back to this about creating an, creating abundance rather than earning it. Mm-hmm. I really want to touch on that, the beliefs on that. Mm. But the first step, take the energetic charge away from money. Stop making it a bigger deal than it needs to be. And what kind of trips us up is actually how we feel about the amount rather than the actual amount itself. Okay. Because this is what I see so much people having beliefs like I can't earn from my creative work. I can't um, do this or do that or whatever it might be. And I say to them, Did people just come to your yoga class? Did people just show up to your workshop to learn from you and pay something? 
And there's this ego story blocking you from fully acknowledging and receiving the abundance in front of you because you're having a story of it doesn't count until it's this much. It doesn't count until I have this many clients. It doesn't count until it's a bazillion dollars, rah, rah, rah. When right in front of you, you are receiving something, right, that we're overlooking. So the first thing is actually taking the charge away from it, identifying where it is showing up as well, and freaking celebrating that, especially when it's from your own creative work. Like what a fucking blessing that we get to share our gifts and receive for them too. Because mm, that's be, a big one. Yep. That's a big one. I just want to quickly cut into that, like that. What you said about gratitude, because of yep. energetic alchemy, when you celebrate that, it multiplies. Yes. So yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. babe. Keep going. The second one circles back to what we spoke about the very start. Abundance follows joy, not the other way around. Abundance follows joy. This is where we cannot be doing shit that we don't want to do. If something isn't lighting us up, if something isn't turning us on, if something isn't getting us in the feels, right? It's very hard for abundance to be magnified to that, right? When we're pushing, when we're hustling, we're often pushing, pushing it away, okay? Because abundance or, or prosperity as an energy is actually spacious mm. and yummy, and playful and light and feels good in the body, not hard and constricted and tense. Right. So that's just such a big one that I feel like has been one of my biggest lessons this year is following where my creative energy wants to go. And every time I've done that, even when it's against logic, even when it's against, yeah, but you're meant to be actually focusing over here. And I've, I've gone with another idea or something where, you know, the Academy, for example, all of a sudden it, unkinks this flow of abundance right Mm. because i'm honoring my creative energy and when you're in alignment with your creativity that's where you're in the flow of receiving in whatever way it's going to be like acknowledge the receiving wherever it is okay not just the money at the start um which i think is a really important thing and you you probably have experienced that as well zoo where you're like cool maybe it's not showing up here but i'm going to celebrate all the ways it's showing up here because you're still in your receivable energy. Bingo. I love that. Because I think as well, like when you're noticing the, the same like kind of background blueprint to like, oh, yes. actually I'm receiving this way and this way, it's all the same. And then so when you're actually putting more energy and creating something that is more you know, of your passion or of your heart, it's just like the universe going, oh, she's liking what she's getting and she wants more of that. I'm going to give more of that to her. Totally, totally. And this is kind of, I keep circling back to um, the creativity because I feel like this is very evident for you and I right now, is when you're creating from your wholeness, that's abundance. Mm. Not when you're creating from, I need to prove myself, I need to like feel good enough. I need to scatter my energy around everywhere and like do more so that I feel like I'm more and feel like I'm worthy and rah, rah, rah. Like being grounded is abundance. That's where you Mm. attract it from when you're in your freaking body. Mm. I love that. So even like when, when you're in your body, just that line alone, like just to lead into embodiment. Cause I feel Mm. light workers is an academy for embodying your purpose so that when you come into power, that's why prosperity comes to you. It's like 
it's natural. It's a natural order, but we have such a block to it. Do you have Mm -hmm. any tips for anybody on how to embody what they're currently, uh, you know, what they're currently interested in? Because, you know, we can be so like reading something and be like, I'm going to meditate this time today and do this (laughs) and like get all this money. And then like, you know, (laughs) yes. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I always joke and kind of talk about this, joking but also, like, quite serious. For light workers, it's like, um, yeah, like you said, let's meditate all day. Like, I'm seeing purple in my third eye. Like, I'm killing it. And I'm like, that's great. But go and get your hands dirty. Go and take action. Go and um, make shit happen. Like, Like, get in the energy of what you want to create. Like I said before, like, that is when you are in the energy and of course more of that energy is going to come to you. Um, I think embodying your power, let's, let's just backtrack to go to that for a second mm. because so many, so many light workers and so many women have so much, so many stories around power and it feels like a punch to our solar plexus. Just hearing it, so many people just cringe, right? Or like, Oh, I don't like power. Like it's greedy and it's scary. And like, I need to step into it and all of that stuff. But I like to say we don't step into our power. We settle into it as women. It's in our freaking hips. It's in our body already. So start to observe whose power you're trying to align with. Okay. Because this is what gets us out of our alignment is if we're comparing our version of power to someone else's and it goes back to that. I'm not enough until so. I'm not powerful until I'm out there speaking on stage to a million people. And that might not actually be what you're here to do or be what, that might not be what feels good for you. Your power could be with one person one-on-one down the street and you're just reflecting the light back to them. So this is where the introverts sometimes never feel powerful because they're not rah, 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 fiery mm. out there, right? Everyone has got a different version of power they need to align with. And when you're in that, and you can just own that and own who you are, that, that's, that's where the magic is. We know this. We see it in each other when we're like, girl, you fuck it. You want fire. <laughs> yeah. And that's, flow. I yeah. love that because so many people have borrowed stories mm-hmm. about what it yeah. means to be in their success, yeah. what it means for them to be, yeah, to be, to, to really do the work or I'm, oh, it's not valid because I'm not earning this much from it. Or like, I've only got this many followers. And it's like, mm-hmm. God, if, if I only taught yoga, I had my, my personal block was I was only going to teach yoga when I was, when I could fit to size eight jeans, when I first did my yoga teacher training. And it's funny how we have this fucking borrowed story, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh-uh, uh-uh, doesn't work. No more, no more. So I'm actually looking at the time. Is there any final things you want to say before I come at you with some questions? Oh, God, put me in the firing lane. Um, is there anything I feel called to say? I think in summary to all of that, that we've kind of already mentioned, and for anyone that's just feeling quite overwhelmed and, and you know you have a big vision on your heart or there's some direction you're waiting to pivot or waiting to take the leap or anything like that, it's just like, I always come back to this because we use the story of I've just got so many fears and we put so much charge to that and we keep it really separate to us, our purpose, you know, or put it out on a pedestal and make it feel really hard. 
it's like, if you really believed in yourself, what would you do? Because we need more women just believing in themselves as a baseline, right? It's, it's never about the fear. It's about lack of self-belief. So every one of us, like we said, that ripple before, just imagine one person at a time, belief, 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 belief. Imagine what we'd be creating. Imagine even more yoga studios and even more women working from home and thriving and mums that are thriving doing their earthy goddess things, whatever it might be. Like just if you really believe in yourself, what are you going to do? And you can relate to, you can put that to relationships, business, your body, whatever you want. I love that. I absolutely love that. And the coolest thing is like Lightworkers Academy is just going to shift so much. Like for so many people, I'm so excited to be one of the lead trainers there and like oh, so many fucking Like I'm so lucky things. to learn from you, my love. Oh my God. So <laughs> just some questions. This is fun. What are you currently, yeah, what are you currently curious about? What is your, what is your current beginner's mind getting you to? That is such a good question. Because you ain't perfect, Miss T. Spencer. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I'll be the first to say that. I'll be the absolute first to say that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really funny when you're quite focused on something creative. I'm like, what do I do with my time when I'm not creating right now? What am I curious about? I'm very curious about some of my own limitations. That's a good answer. Yeah, and and how how much I can drop and 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 dissolve my own stories about who I am and what I can create, mm. and also what I can hold, what I can hold. <laughs> That's what I'm curious about right now. Amazing. All right, what is something you've failed at? Oh my god. So this is a really interesting question because I feel like I fail all the time. I just fucking get on. I just get on with it. You know, like, you know how fast I move, Zoo? Like, I'll just change my mind so quick. I'm like, cool, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. It's funny because so, from, you know, from everyone else's eyes and even like when I get people coming to me or me going to them, I'm like, they're like, what? You failed? But this is why I love this question. Yeah. You know, so what is, yeah, what is something you failed at? What is something you failed at? Oh, Okay. I need to think of something really specific here. This is hard, right? Because nothing like, and this is, this is all, go, this is all going like meh about it, but nothing is ever a failure. That's why that's really hard for me to answer that. Cause I'm like, mm. Oh, I make many fuck ups and I do stuff that I'm like, okay, well that didn't work, but that's the energy moving in itself. Like I fail. There's, there's never an end point. Like, to anything that's just there's just a pivot right so mm. I, like that's a really annoying way to answer that but i actually don't know the answer no that's, <laughs> I, just, no, that's I, cool. I fuck up at a lot of things and i figure things out as i go very often that's kind of my style was just like okay let's give this a crack and see what happens um so i can't even pinpoint one for you maybe i'll get back to you on that yeah cool we can put it in yeah. the show notes if there's an answer that comes, but that actually really? really shows that really shows a lot about your perspective on failure more than anything, which I mm. love, you know? Mm. All right. Mm. So what was, um, what was the last book that you read cover to cover? Oh, girl, you know, I don't do cover to cover. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I you know I have five things going on at once. Oh, well, okay. Um, well, what, what, if, if not cover to cover, then what is like the current book that you're frothing? Because we'd love to know like what's kind of you are very careful about what you digest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I think the last book that I did either read cover to cover or very close to was actually Earth is Hiring. Oh, which is a while PK, which is a little while ago, and then I'm just yeah, I think they're the main ones because you know me as well. When I'm creating, I actually don't read anyone else's things, and I very much filter a lot of social media stuff because if we're comparing, we're not creating, you know. And like, if I want to be in my full voice, I just am like, I can't be tapped into anyone else's right now, so. Again, a long-winded, not very straight answer, but Earth is Hiring was definitely the last book that I was like, this is lit. I love it. Amazing. I'm going to link that to the show notes so people can have a look because that that was one of my favourite books. I downloaded it as an audio book and then I went... We were like reading it together. Yeah, pretty much. And I loved meeting Peek at a book launch. She's a fucking legend. Rockstar, yeah. Um, Who do you learn from? Who are your teachers, your mentors? Who has helped deposit some energy into you? First and foremost, yourself. Always learning from you, my girl. Always. And I know that's really, yeah, I know that's really hard for you to receive because you're always like, what, me? I don't know anything. But just pipe down. <laughs> um, you, we've just um, been through an incredible uh, online program, Robbers of Light, from our friend and mentor, Tara Bliss, always learning from her and witnessing her. Um, Peter Kelly, love her stuff. The book I was just referring to, Gabby Bernstein has been a massive influence on the start of my journey. She actually was the one that I that I got onto my Kundalini yoga path through her, which I'm so grateful. Um, and yeah, and, and I want to say Yogi Bhajan because I learned a lot from him um, or from his his teachings, I should say, um, and from his subtle presence that I feel is very much around teachers and lightworkers, whether you're a kundalini yogi or not, he just seems to weave his energy through there. Um, oh, I love that you mentioned Yogi Bhajan. I'm, I'm actually going to put in the show notes the five Aquarian sutras, um, yeah, sutras, because I feel like that's a little just charge up in itself, isn't it? They're incredible. And, of course, always learning from students from life right like every day i'm learning from my own ego every freaking day Mm. final final question what's a tune or a spotify playlist that you're currently frothing right now so i just created one and it's called beats and it's actually very inspired by the music that you're into zoo because you know i'm very much an old school girl but while i've been creating i've been very much uh moving with a lot of the music that you play so i created this playlist from you and actually our friend amanda hill has some dope tunes so i've kind of combined the two of um both of you guys both of your styles um but there's this song right now that i play almost every day called bad karma you probably know it yeah i'll have a look so is it on the playlist yeah is it on the playlist you'll be able to search it it's on the playlist and you'll also be able to search at Bad Karma. It's very like badass, a little bit sensual. Just, you know, I feel like, I feel like you'd be all over that for Deep House Girl. 
Totally. Well, I'm going to definitely put that podcast playlist in the show notes because let's like share the energy that you've been creating in, right? Like I am such I've a... I've been building big... a lot of workers with that podcast, uh, with that oh. um, playlist, sorry. PSA, everyone, that playlist is literally going to upgrade <laughs> your cellular memory. <laughs> Downloads on tap, bitches. <laughs> Pretty much. Make a playlist and then become Yogi Bajan. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Just subtle. Just subtle. Just subtle. And just some bonus yeah. questions here, babe. What is your favourite oil at the moment? Girl, well, you know what's, you know, tangerine, and I've got it right next to me, but actually <laughs> what I've been hardcore smashing, Cypress. Ooh. All about that flow, what? girl. Of course. So, Mission flow. Of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. I'm all about the Cypress right now, everywhere, sold plexus, on my feet, up my nose, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. And if there's anything that, you know, that we can do for you, you know, because you've been here depositing your time and your energy into our ears, what is it that we can do for you, my lovely, lovely, lovely one? What you can do is just get out and rock your light in the world. Go out and do what you're being called to do making your mission to listen to your fears but don't believe in them and just go and do your great work go and be yourself that's what you can do for me that's what you can do for everyone for sure oh (laughs) my god this it's funny because there's so many things i could have talked about like even just our journey together as friends doTERRA, other work we do, like our teaching, but I am just, I love where our conversation has led us to. Um, It has been such a pleasure to share this part of you, to get everyone a little preview of the energy and the structure behind Lightworkers Academy. You are a lighthouse. You are such a lighthouse. So when can we expect... Lightworkers, you've got it on your Instagram. Is it March? Yeah, she's gonna be launching the second week of March. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, she's definitely my most powerful and creative and joyful creation that I've ever done. So I can't wait for people to receive her the way that I have been. Um, and yeah, just I want to be more that back to you, Zoo, because you've been a huge. Um, anchor for me on my journey and continually are and the way that you show up for yourself and other people is nothing short of inspiring to me um so thank you for getting out and rocking your light and sharing your voice like this because my gosh girl you got some wisdom to share and i'm so happy that everyone can start receiving you in this way as well oh thank you i am it's isn't it funny hey this has been tapping me on the shoulder for the longest Mm -hmm. time and i'm just really grateful that you and everyone else can listen to it. So thank you for your time. I love you so freaking much. Mm. And for everyone listening, this was Tracy Spencer on my beautiful deep defiance. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Deep Defiance, your podcast hosted by Sousa Octaviano. 
Now this is a very humble, humble operation by me and if you enjoyed what you listened to, it would help spread the word by subscribing, leaving a review and even better yet, share it to your social media platform that you adore because together we can affect change, defy the odds and build communities that thrive.